Welcome to Cognizant Podcasts, tailor-made for easy listening. We bring you digital trends for busy executives on the go. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I am Jenna Coker-Jones, certified holistic health coach, mom, and conscious purchaser. In today's episode, we will talk about the often missing link in the sustainability equation. With the amazing Dana Vanden Anderson. She is the Industry Plus North America Advisory Services Practice Lead at Cognizant. Yes, I got that all out. We'll speak about the need for companies to augment their sustainability strategy with a data strategy, what brands overlook in the space, and how brands can use technology to operationalize sustainability goals and create a sustainable business model. Woo! All right, Dana, I am excited to discuss this topic with you today and hear more about your insights and all of your amazingness. All right, you ready to kick it off? I am. Dana, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your position at Cognizant, and then a fun fact. Oh, a fun fact? We like fun facts. I've yes. got lots of those. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, love it. I'll have to decide which one to go with. I might go with two. We'll I'll, I will give you two. Okay, Let's good. do two. Thank Let's you. go That's for awesome. it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm Dana Vanden Anderson, and I'm, as mentioned, the head of the 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 North America Industry Plus Services Practice, Advisory Practice. So what, uh, and I've been doing this a very long time for many decades, I've been helping organizations connect uh, their strategy to execution, business and technology. So, you know, it's great to have all those things, but if they're not connected, um, you can't really get where you need to go. So I spend my days working with uh, Fortune 100 companies and helping them figure out how they can achieve their goals by putting together things like the business metrics, the experience, the technology, and the solutions to really help them solve their their business problems. And I also am in charge of the uh, advisory uh, practices uh, for sustainability, which has been a really hot and emerging topic, really interesting, working with organizations and helping them on their journey. Um, it's, it's still relatively early days, and it's always fun and interesting to work on new things. And a fun fact about me, so two of them, one is that I am a commercial rated uh, FAA uh, professional flight instructor um, and fly antique airplanes for fun. And then I also write and compose uh, music for fun. So I've got some really uh, fun hobbies um, that I do when I'm not advising companies. Uh, Well, awesome. Let's dive right into our first question. Uh, We know that the key to success is measurement and traceability when it comes to environmental sustainability, specifically emissions and circular supply chain. What is the missing link when it comes to finding this success? And if you could elaborate on that. Absolutely. So there is a gap between what what organizations have as their aspirational goals. We're going to be carbon neutral by this date or we're going to be, you know, have this level of circularity. Um, and often they don't have the data that helps them understand um, where they are. They don't have a baseline. They don't have a, a way to take that data and accurately characterize or model what is going on. And then to furthermore, then to connect the strategy to drive an intervention, we call it, to try to drive a change. Doing that in a systematic way with people, process, and technology is uh, a long process Um, and organizations are good at things like managing budgets and managing money and all those kinds of things that's a well-trodden path but when it comes to 
how are we going to reduce our carbon emissions by this amount by that time? There's a lot of trade-offs that need to be made. And, and what the missing link is, is at the operational level of businesses, they don't have the information they need to make business decisions that will support a sustainability-first mindset that will help them achieve those goals. So they're, they're doing it now. It's done with a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of heroics a lot of non-repeatable processes. And the journey is, as we mature in the industry, is to figure out how organizations can transform to really integrate that data flow in an automated way to allow people to have kind of sustainability as one of their North Stars was driving their business. And there's some companies that are, you know, very far along in that journey. They started early, um, maybe not as early as, as, as Patagonia and others, but that really have seen not only the value um, of doing it for the environment, but they also see it as a, a business risk mitigator as well as a strategic differentiator. So, you know, we see different companies all along that spectrum that are either, you know, really going after this with vigor or some are maybe laggards that maybe are going to wait and do things a little bit later um, because they don't want to spend the money now. Pay now or pay later, right? Yeah. That's, that, that's, right. that's what I say. That's right. <laughs> now, since you're at the beginning of this, and uh, I mean, you said that some companies are, are further ahead, but what would be the biggest hurdle for someone who is in the beginning of this process? What do you find is the biggest hurdle for them? It's usually in two areas. One is just the understanding of the topic. I think we're all excited. Mm. You know, we want to we want to cut our emissions. We want to be more circular. We want to conserve water. But there is a very specific set of skills around sustainability, and that can't just be in your ESG office. It has to be, you know, throughout the organization, you know, at all levels. So what we find is that we spend a lot of times educating people in the business about what is scope one, scope two, scope three, what is circularity, what is required, how do you model it, what data do you need? So there's a knowledge gap. Uh, is is one big area. And the second is the maturity of systems. Um, so right now, there's a lot of companies will bring on a, a CSO, a chief sustainability officer, who start collecting up information. Again, it's I call it the digital Easter egg hunt, where they basically go around and kind of find all those little Easter eggs and put them in the basket, which is usually a spreadsheet, and then do a report. Uh, but that's not really a sustainable process. So what needs to happen is that you need to almost, you really need to think of it as a journey and start program managing that. And then the second uh, one, another area where organizations are lacking is they don't have in place performance metrics that are tied to incentives for people in the company. So if I get paid strictly by how much money I make and I don't am not measured on how much you know, carbon I saved, what am I going to do? Now, I'm a nice person, so I'm obviously going to try to do the best I can, but I also need to get my paycheck or not lose my job. So so that's the other thing that organizations are starting to do is to build in these into their smart goals, uh, into their incentives to really drive a change in the behavior of organizations to bring sustainability first thinking to their organization. That is so smart. And that's something, you know, that I wouldn't even think of like as an outside third party, I'm like, Oh, right. Of course. What would you say to a company who just wants to wait? And I know you had just mentioned this, that some people 
or some brands might want to wait. What would you say to a company who just wants to wait until they have to make the change versus starting now, especially the brands that have been around longer and have a legacy, like legacy processes in place that may be hard to change? Yeah, well, it's it's a struggle. It's a real dilemma. It's mm-hmm. sort of a crossing the chasm problem of, you know, you need to get there, but do you jump across it or do you work your way across the chasm slowly? It's And, and different companies have different you know approaches to this. Um, and first of all, on the standard side, just for a minute. This is an emerging space. You've got, you know, a ton of standards that are out there, the Global Reporting Initiative, GRI. You've got the Sustainability Accounting Standards Board called SASB. You've got the UN Sustainable Development Goals, STE, International Finance Corporation Performance Standards, ISO, and Climate Disclosure Standards Board, CDSB. And they're constantly changing. And then within the U.S., we have of course, um, the SEC, who's looking at trying to mandate uh, additional reporting, and all of that is within a political process. Like it or not, these things are going to come, they're going to go, there's going to be stops and starts, they're going to be rolled back, they're going to be put back, they're going to be changed. In the U.S., uh, we see kind of you know a move towards more transparency, more uh, traceability of reporting, mostly to prevent you know greenwashing, but just to make sure that what's reported by companies is accurate. Uh, But even then, those standards are going to change. So what I would say to future-proof an organization, you need to begin the journey again with a really solid automated data foundation of sustainability uh, data. Um, And that can be focused in each area. Uh, Some folks like to, you know, we call it the net zero pathways of how are you going to get there? Some organizations will take one particular product or a division, figure that out, and then scale out. Others will really focus on the infrastructural side of getting the data. But the important thing is that that be something supported and proactively managed. So we really do encourage organizations, even if they um, don't necessarily see a given regulation as something that is an existential threat to their business currently, it's coming. Um, The world is becoming a more volatile place. Um, You know, we're seeing more changes. Organizations need to be resilient, not only from environment and supply chain issues, but also the regulatory environment as well. Wow. I mean, that that's amazing. And what I keep hearing, too, from you is that solid automated data foundation, because you just you have to have that. And then the proper systems in place. Yeah, people, process, and technology. So, and it's not, mm-hmm. you know, some folks will say, we'll just see it as purely a data problem. Like, oh, we'll just take all the data and put it into a data lake and then our problem solved. But that's, that isn't enough because you really need to, part of the subtlety of, of sustainability information is really understanding what these numbers mean, how they're measured. Uh, and what to do about them. Um, you know, some are more straightforward. Others are very complex, and there's trade-offs involved uh, in trying to figure out exactly what to do and when. Amazing, and, and having the automation in place for when those mandates mm-hmm. come. That's right. Yep. So at the end of the day, it's you know, it's all about money, right? It's about profit. You know, no biggie, but just millions and millions of dollars, billions of dollars. <laughs> but your, what would be your final words of wisdom to our listeners on the importance of prioritizing what we talked about today? Yeah, you know, I think in the sustainability world, we talk a lot about triple net, people, uh, profit, and planet. Uh, but we all know at the, at the end of the day, most organizations are measured purely by profit, earnings per share, you know, cash flow, net profit, gross margins, things like this. So 
So that is the world we live in. Um, what's coming is a regulatory kind of rising tide, if you will, uh, that that's going to put everybody on the same competitive playing field of operating in this environment where not doing sustainability and not taking it seriously will begin to take its toll on businesses. And those businesses that that focus now on figuring out how to make a, a strategic differentiator and are ready for those changes, um, they're going to net out a lot better. So, you know, because at the end of the day, they'll be ahead of other people. So what happens is there's a lot of pushback, backlash against uh, organizations that that maybe are have a vocal stance on, on sustainability. But, you know, this is not a popularity contest. We have to do what's right for our planet by the consumers. And if it's done right, we can offer higher value services and products that are less expensive and are better for our planet. You know, there's a lot we can do that can save us money, that can give higher, a better product and more satisfied consumers. You know, we don't have to think of this as a, as a trade-off. Now, there are going to be trade-offs that have to be made, but for now, there is so much low-hanging fruit within organizations that the key is to just get started, start measuring, and see where you can make a difference. You are amazing, Dana. Like, I, wow. It, it's so funny. I'm just thinking about, it's just like marinating in my brain about how I am a conscious purchaser, and I really look for these things. I look for the circularity, and that's my generation, we're, we're going to, the baby boomers are getting older, right. you know, and then you're going to, you have my generation, you have my daughter's generation. We are looking for brands who are willing to change and shift and um, understand that it's so much bigger than, than just selling something, Absolutely. you know? It, yeah. And it's, it's imperative that people take it seriously and make the change. And I hope whoever is listening and you have the power to make the change, listen to what Dana said. Uh, she is the queen of sustainability. That's wow, what I'm that's quite here. a title. I'm gonna add, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to add that to <laughs> Industry Plus for American <laughs> Advisory Services Practice League and Queen at Cognizant. Like um, that, that again was Dana Vanden Anderson. Uh, thank you so much uh, for sharing your heart on this because I know it, it must be deep within you because this is this is hard work and you're helping brands change the face of how we live and our planet. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity uh, and uh, sure. looking forward to what's ahead. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Cognizant Podcast, digital trends for busy executives on the go. 